We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, you beautiful and radiant souls. Thanks for hanging out with us here today on Empower Radio and Journey to Center. How is your relationship with life? Are you in touch with your own magnificence? Here's a beautiful quote from the Buddha. Every soul is radiant with an inner light that never dims, though it may be covered. There is no being that is not filled with beauty because each is created with a heart that is pure, a heart that beats with a rhythm of sacred life. Such a beautiful message and so true. I know for years, I was not consciously in touch with my own light and really suffered and struggled. Once I more fully opened to this notion and truth, my life force increased and my wattage brightened up. I started having better relationships, my health improved, and my prosperity up-leveled. Yes, we are human, but we are also divine. Knowing this can really support us enjoying our earth walk and help us really suck the juice out of our lives. Today, we're going to delve into the subject of empowerment, joy, radiance, sensuality, and sucking the juice out of this human experience with our amazing expert and wonderful guest, Tamara Gerlach. Tamara is the best-selling author of Cultivating Radiance, the host of Radiant Living Radio Show. She's a speaker, a coach, and walks the priestess path. Her life is dedicated to guiding and serving people with ease and delight as she supports them in claiming freedom, opening more fully to grace, and connecting to the wholeness of divine love. So Tamara, thank you so much for being here today. I'm so excited to be connecting with you. Thank you, Tammy. I'm so happy to be here with you again. I know. I'm getting more Tamara time, and I think it's just been such a gift. It's such a gift to connect with you. You interviewed me on your radio show, Radiant Living, last week, which is going to play in a couple of weeks. And today I get to turn the tables and be here connecting with you from the heart on this side of it. Yeah, thank you. It's so fun. So we've been having a couple of really great conversations lately, and I'm, I'm so excited to be bringing this forward and and having this conversation and sharing it with our our friends here today. And it is the subject and concept of sensuality. And I know that's something you're really talking and teaching about right now. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to know from your perspective, Tamara, what is sensuality? Yeah. So I think a lot of people, I'm glad you asked that because a lot of people, I think, think of sensuality as sexuality and it is very different. Sensuality, of course, can lead to sexuality, but, um, but really becoming sensual is being fully alive, fully in your senses. So all of your physical senses and your emotional senses as well. So I talk about the different levels of it, and very often we'll start with, you know, the physical and then move to the deeper realms. I like that idea a lot because we do have the, our sight and our, you know, the ability to smell and touch the kinesthetics and auditory. But I think if we really get in touch with that, there's, there are deeper levels that we can experience with our intuition, with our connection to the universe. So is that, is that kind of what you're talking about? Definitely. Yeah. So when we talk about going further, well, there's one of the things I do, this is really fun, actually. Um, what we do is it's called a sensorium. 
And um, that's where we actually take away sight and really enhance the other physical sensations um, where you would have a partner and this can be, you know, a friend or if, if you want to, you can do it with your lover because that gets really hot at the end. But, um, <laughs> but um, when you do this, you actually blindfold them and then you bring them things like little bits, like you cut things into small pieces, things that have a lot of flavor, like, you know, a raspberry or blueberry or strawberry or a piece of pineapple, something that would, you know, burst in their mouth and taste fantastic, pieces of chocolate, things like that. Um, and then you could do different sounds, like maybe it's a Tibetan bowl or chimes or, you know, different music that you can play. Tuning forks are really interesting and, you know, having different sounds. And, of course, touch, you know, we use a lot of um, massage and even different things to touch the body with, like feathers or silk or... Um, I like to go, like, even get a sprig of, like, um, rosemary because it smells fantastic. It's mm-hmm. a little prickly but kind of soft, too, and it's just very stimulating. And then, of course, the smell, and that's, you know, bringing in the essential oils and, you know, just opening up the body to mm. all, of, all of the senses. And that I, I like the sound <laughs> is a really fun that. way to get started. Yeah, yeah. So that's a really fun way to get started with the physical. And then, of course, just moving through your daily life. You know, what does it feel like to have your feet on the floor? Are you noticing the temperature? Are you feeling what's going on around you vibrationally in that physical realm? And then we we do take it deeper, and that's how we get into like. I call them the five eyes. <laughs> Tell me about the five eyes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was like, do you want to keep going? Okay. Yes, um, yes. So, I want to know what the five eyes are. Yeah, the five eyes are fun because um, those are instincts, intuition, intellect, insight, and inspiration. And so in- instincts are like those, you know, physical reaction. Those are like something that you do because it is part of your DNA. You instinctually know certain things. Um, and then our intuition, of course, is that more of our emotional body, that heart sort of gut feeling, that knowing. <laughs> and I'm sure everybody's experienced this. It's like sometimes you know something, but you don't know why you know it, but sure. you just do. It's that kind of, that's the, that's the kind of uh, sense we want to be able to tap into. That, that It's like a spiritual compass. And our insight, and that that comes from um, not so much our mind, but really our inside of our heart. So looking at, you know, what does my heart know? And that's a really good question to ask sometimes when you're trying to um, feel deeper into a situation is to really say, you know, just ask your heart, what is it I need to know right now? And then be quiet and just wait and listen. And that's when you'll get some really good heart answers. And then um, the next one is the intellect. Like uh, my friend Dan Millman, he likes to say, sometimes you have to lose your mind to come to your senses, which I think is fantastic. And to build on that, there's really a place for our mind because we are intelligent beings and we do have thoughts and knowledge and we can use it like, we don't want to completely lose, you know, that attachment to our mind. Well, maybe the attachment to it, but 
but to be able to use it in a good way, but also to know when the mind is giving us, you know, misinformation as well, because sometimes we get those, you know, oh, I'm not enough things and, and stuff that can get in our way. And then inspiration, that is our spiritual connection. And imagine that, like if we were to look at each of the five eyes, like the instinct comes from the lower chakras, intuition is about the third chakra, somewhere around your solar plexus. And then insight is your heart chakra. Intellect would be your uh, third eye or right between your shoulder blades. And then inspiration comes from the top of your head. And that's Mm. when you get this divine guidance. It is just pure love and light. And it's like breathing. You don't create air. You know, air comes to you and through you and from you. And that's how inspiration really works. I love that. I've never heard it put quite like that before. So I'm going to set my intentions to open more fully to inspiration. That's quite beautiful. Oh, thank you. It's Fascinating. Like really, really cool. Something that you mentioned uh, that I, I, I talk about all the time is sort of um, the mind isn't a tool. We just don't want it to use us. We want to use it. And, and I think the best way to use the mind is in service to the heart, in service to love. Because as you mentioned, that mind can kind of get away from us. And, and I think the mind is where the fear lives. Mm-hmm. I don't know what your thoughts are about that, but, you know, love... Yeah resides kind of, I think, in the heart region. So if we can use our mind in service to the heart, I think our lives work with a lot more um, grace and ease and, and probably sensuality. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think where, where the mind comes in is that uh, it's around the mindfulness. Mindfulness. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about that all the time. We meditate so we can be more mindful. And that's where it comes in, that it's not like... Um, just running rampant on its own, you know, the monkey mind going crazy, you know, bringing in all these random things, but to really uh, settle it down and to be able to say, you know, how, what is the highest use of my mind and, and use it in that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I just love everything you're saying. Well, something I would imagine, and I don't know what your perspective is on this Tamara, but it doesn't seem like our culture, our society really encourages sensuality. What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, I think you're right, Tammy. So true. Because they want us to be fear-based. They want us to think we have to go out and buy that, you know, new technology or gadget or whatever. So, yeah. yeah. And buy yeah. the products to make us more beautiful because we're not enough and all of those types of things. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, our, our society, our culture, unfortunately, has been turning down. And think about like things that you hear, like even as a kid, you probably are, don't be so sensitive. It's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, because I meet so many, I can't even tell you how many people I meet who, you know, come to work with me, at, you know, in my coaching practice or as a priestess, and they are so distraught because they're sensitive. And they see it as such a, like, it's, something that holds them back or something is a Uh negative. Yeah. And, but really I help them uh, get the perspective of, Oh, your sensitivity is your gift because that means that you are fully sensing, you are fully alive. And we just learn how to manage it, learn how to, you know, put boundaries. And sometimes it does, you do need a little protection and sometimes it's just a shift of perspective. But yeah, I think that, you know, when we hear things like, don't be so sensitive or, oh, you're too sensitive or, um, 
you know, our culture just wants to basically keep us numb. <laughs> you know, don't Seems think so. too much. Yeah. Stay in the box. And um, yes. I encourage people like get out, way out of the box. And, and we do things that will just, I mean, enhance your sensitivity, enhance your sensuality, and bring you to a higher state of vibration, because that's really what it is. When you're more um, sensual, you are really vibrating at a higher level. And more alive, that feeling of being more alive, I would yeah, think. Exactly. You know, it's so funny, because I interviewed um, this lovely woman on my show a couple weeks ago, and I'd had a session with her 15 years ago. And at wow. that point, I was really bummed that I was um, not living that big, bold Hollywood life anymore. Because your soul wants you to go into the subtleties. And I really mm-hmm. resisted that, but now I kind of get it, because that's where we feel the presence of spirit and where we do feel more alive. It's not in the big, bold things. It's in the subtle things. Mm-hmm. It's in the sensuality that we can feel the presence of spirit. Is, is that kind of your experience as well? Oh, yes. You have totally hit it on the head. It's, that is exactly it. That is where we're feeling. Yeah, we're fully alive. We're feeling. And that place we can expand from. If we're constantly contracting, like protecting yes. and trying to hold our back, our sensitivities and not feel, because I mean, that's, that's why I even talk about this stuff because I was, you know, like you said, you know, years ago, um, in this numb, I, I just was, uh, I was married to an alcoholic and I had shut down for so many years and uh, I finally got to the point where <laughs> I mean, I'd look at myself in the mirror and there was nothing there. I had no light. I had kind of checked out. Feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had to check out to survive. To protect and, yourself. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, one day, of course, there was a turning point, you know, and um, I just said, I can't do this anymore. I cannot live like this anymore because I wasn't living. And so, you know, through my process of coming out and expanding over the last, gosh, it's been almost seven years since my <laughs> breakdown, <laughs> basically, or, or awakening, more, more like. Um, and it, since then, I've developed into, uh, I am more sensual than I ever thought even possible. And to be able to teach it is just such a gift, because it's just it's empowering. Yeah, you're, you're someone I would refer to as the wounded healer. It's like you know the terrain so well because you've traversed it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and now you, you can help guide others yeah. into living well, more, I, more sensual lives, more yeah. live lives, and, and more empowered lives. So, so Tamara, I'd love to know from, from your side of this, from your perspective, how does cultivating our sensuality help empower us? Well, <laughs> once you're once you're sensual, once you're feeling, you don't get blindsided by things because you know when you're numbed out, things will just That's happen. That's fantastic! Like, Whoa. Oh my gosh, it's so great. Yeah, it's like where did that come from? And um, when you're totally feeling, then you're also being able to create and the empowerment that comes from really having that you know meaningful contribution in the world. That is one of the biggest parts is you're out there feeling your heart is open, you're giving, you're receiving, and you're, you're really contributing to the world in a much, much bigger way. And boy, that is a very empowering feeling. You don't feel yeah, like you're walking. You know, you're helping me to understand this in a really kind of 
from my perspective, quite a profound way. Developing our sensuality helps us to be more discerning, more intuitive. So we're really vibrating at a higher level of consciousness. Mm. Yeah. All right. Definitely. Okay. You're getting me to say yes to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it is one of those things where, you know, as you develop it, you just, you can feel your own power. And, when, you know, a lot of, of what we do as a culture is shut it down, shut it down. No, I can't be that powerful. I got to shut it down. It's like, as you start to feel, you'll go, oh, wow, I have access to a lot. And you stop saying things like, I can't do that, or I'm not enough. It doesn't even occur to you, because you're like, of course I'm enough. Feel me, you know? <laughs> That's like, so true. Awesome. You know, I, I say that to my clients all the time. You're, you have so much more power than you know. And I think even yeah. if we feel empowered, we still even have more power than we know. We're exactly. aspects of the universe. I mean, I'm just getting started. I've only been doing this I... for seven years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that. I feel like uh, the same is going for me. It's just getting better. This is whenever I have a glass of wine with my husband, I always say to the best year yet and that the best is still yet to come. And I feel like that's the case. I'm, I'm heading upwards and it's just, it's, it's just getting better and better all the time. Yes. It's because you feel (laughs) it's because that's what you teach. That's how you live. That's what you're out, you know, helping other people do. And that just keeps building upon itself. The more you feel then the more opens up to you to feel even more. So mm-hmm. yay. I'm so happy a lot of for you. Are, a lot of people are walking around not wanting to feel because it can hurt. Yeah. It can yeah. hurt to feel. So what would you yeah. say to those people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, and that is absolutely something that comes up. It's like, I don't want to feel that. I don't want to cry. I don't want to hurt. Yeah. So I'd rather just yeah. numb out. Mm-hmm. Just numb out. Yeah. And what I explained to them is, you know, those, Emotions don't go away. They stay and they will manifest as illness or really uh, destructive behavior, self-sabotage. It can destroy relationships. It's not like you're not actually feeling it. You're feeling it. You're just shutting it down. But it's Mm -hmm. somewhere. It's tucked away in your body. And I invite them to go into the processes that it takes to open that up, release it, and it's like it's like having a vessel inside of your body and you can keep shoving stuff in there but at one point it gets full and it's going to come out and it's going to come out either as disease or a breakdown or something else um so it's never really positive to shove down those feelings that we're quote afraid of because all it is is fear you know it's the fear of feeling and um I think that once, you know, you have the courage to even take a glimpse of what is in there, it helps to just start to slowly take off the layers and eventually you'll be free of it. And that's, that's Mm -hmm. the real gift is when you can be free and feel without the fear of having to shut anything down. Oh, it's just so liberating. So true. And it it can be done in, well, probably should be done in in layers. I I thought I was so like brave and strong and cool because I didn't cry for like 10 years. I'm like, oh, I don't cry. Like, that's a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Right. So stupid. (laughs) I know, but that's what you tell people. Don't cry. You're weak. It was, it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was a false, um, strength. It was a false, you know, bravery. And, and I have a lot of compassion for myself at that point in time that that's how I thought I needed to be, you know, because I think we're all doing the best we can 
you know, given our level of consciousness in every single moment. But once like me, like what you're saying, I had a situation where it's like, I was brought to my knees, the dam broke and I started crying. But I found as I was willing to open to the challenging emotions and the tears, I started opening up on the other end to the joy yeah. and the, the happiness and the connection. So, right. you know, I, I didn't want to live this narrow, numbed out life anymore. So as I opened to one end, I opened to the other end. And, right. and then I think that continues to expand. Yeah. And, and I'm so glad you said that because it doesn't have to be painful. There are going to be things that are challenging, you know, but if you see that at the light, at the end of the tunnel, there is freedom from all of that self-sabotaging crap that we carry around with us, it is, it's worth it. And, and like I was working with a woman recently and I use a lot of oils because of my priestessing, I use a lot of essential oils and she was using some frankincense, which is a very powerful healer. And she said, I hate frankincense. <laughs> it is awful. It brought up all this stuff, but I'm never going near it again. And I was like, okay, take a breath. <laughs> and I invited her to just use it on her, the bottom of her feet and put socks on so she didn't even have to really smell it and just let it work at night. And after just a few nights, she was okay with it because you know, if you have a powerful essential oil, it will work on your emotions whether you want it to or not. And she mm. was actually able to heal and release things Very without awesome. having to, you know, get so upset about it. It was it was really a beautiful opening. And now she loves frankincense. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah, That's fantastic. It's, yeah. That's a really it's, good example. There are different ways. You know, you don't have to do the painful way. <laughs> Yeah, it's always my preferred method to avoid the painful way. Yeah. Done like, it. Why? And they're done that, that check the terrible. box. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So Tamara, exactly. how can um, really cultivating our sensuality and claiming it help us deepen our relationships? Mm. Well, think about this. If you're actually feeling, think of how much easier it is to connect with another heart. And here's the thing is when you are at that higher vibration, you're going to attract people who are also at a higher vibration. You're I not going to be attracting low vibration so people. Yeah, water yeah. finds its own level. I think if we take responsibility for ourselves and doing this work that you're talking about, everything else will take care of itself. Absolutely. You are so right. It's, oh, I love it's, that we're in agreement about this stuff. This yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's one of those things where you, you just won't attract. Like, I will never attract of an abusive alcoholic back into my life. It just is not going to happen. It, it can't at, at where I'm at now. It's just, yeah. Um, but yeah. when I was, when I was really sick, <laughs> basically. When you I had your attract. blind spots, when you weren't in touch yeah. with your own intuition and discernment and self-love. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was, I attracted what I thought I deserved. And now I know yes. what I deserve. And I have attracted that. He is, my partner is the most amazing man. <laughs> I'm he so seems in love quite with lovely, him. I have to say. Yeah. You guys are such a, a beautiful fit. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, it is one of those things where when I was shut down, I didn't even, I didn't know how to love myself, let alone love someone else. And, you know, I think one of our human conditions is we want, we seek, we, we desire unconditional love. But in order to get it, we have to have it first which is such a catch-22, but it's that personal work. It's working on 
loving ourselves and being able to feel that love, then it's really easy to hand it out because once you tap into that, you realize that the, the, there is no end to the, there's no limit on how much you have. It's an endless supply of unconditional love. It's always there. You can have it as much as you want and give away all you want and the universe will just keep giving you more. So, yeah, so that part of it, all of your relationships, and of course your love relationship is very, very important because that is such a, a tight partnership, but your relationship with your parents or, you know, people at work or the girl at the deli, everyone can have what you have. You just give it away. Mm. It's easy. I just love that. You're giving me, you're giving me waves of goosebumps because I used to think my power was in withdrawing my affection or approval, you know, and now I get that I can just, I just like what you're talking about. I can just love people. I can love them with, you know, my entire heart. I go to Starbucks and I love these people. I go to the grocery store. I love these people. And it feels <laughs> yeah. so good to be my yeah. loving. And I laugh at how I used to try to protect myself and how I played small as a, you know, it's, it's just, uh, it's not nearly as much fun to come from that side of it is just to come from the, the, the place and power and presence of being in our hearts in a really full, um, expansive way. Yeah. And it's easy to set loving boundaries. Like I recently, yes. because I am very open and very giving, I had, uh, someone who I could feel the intent that she was taking advantage of me. And, mm-hmm. um, and I thought, oh, and I just very lovingly said, oh, no, that's not going to happen. You know, it doesn't mean that you give um, and <laughs> get run over, you know, or, or you. No, we have boundaries that. and we have to Yeah. <laughs> and, and because I love myself, I wouldn't allow her to do what she was trying to do. And I just said, mm, I'm sorry, that's not going to work. And I'm not angry with her. There is no ill feelings. It's just, no, you're not going to do that. <laughs> And and I think what you're talking about is so awesome. When we become that refined in our senses and that discerning, we can say no. And there's not a lot of anger or rage or emotion around it. You're just, "Mm, you know, that's not, that's not in alignment for me. That's just not resonating for me. That's a no. Yeah, I I found that to be so liberating getting to this place because I don't like being angry. Yeah. But I can say no now without all the anger. Right. And I, I go around trying to be Mrs. Nice Guy a lot. You know, I'm, <laughs> I've spent my life being Mrs. Nice Guy. And, um, and it's hard for me sometimes to say, oh, wait, I can actually feel the energy of what you're bringing. And you're like you said, that's not in alignment. That's not resonating with where I'm going. And, um, but, you know, it's hard sometimes to say no. But, boy, it feels good <laughs> when you do and set a boundary that's like, yeah, I am honoring my path. And people aren't going to rip me off of it. So, yeah, I think something yeah. you're you're talking about here just resonates for me, and I'm sure it resonates for people hanging out with us. If they're people pleaser, because as people pleasers, we want to be yes, yes people. Yeah. We want to make others' lives better. But I think we can still be people pleasers, but we need to be number one on that list. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Well, and it goes back to that being able to be extremely generous with your heart. That. You know, like I said, it's endless. You can give, 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 but there's also the, you know, you also have to be able to receive and to be able to know, you know, Mm. what energy is coming back to you, whether that's acceptable or not. And you get to choose. I love that. Living a life of balance, 
and flow. That's, Mm -hmm. that's what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. That feels so good. Well, we only have a couple minutes before we're going to go to break here. Um, I'm just wondering, Tamara, if you could share uh, a couple of little steps that we can start to take to help us um, expand in our senses. Okay. So I have these five waves of awareness when we talk about the mindfulness thing, and I would love to talk more about this too. Um, But the first one is just starting with yourself, and that's all just being present with yourself. What am I thinking? What am I feeling? What am I doing? You know, noticing um, what's going on with you in a sensual way. And then um, the engaged focus is the next sort of wave that comes out of that, and that's when we're like, it's a, it's a full awareness, but it's a very, very focused. Um, and we can talk more about that later. But it's holding, you know, your self-awareness and then also a concentration. And, um, and then the next level is the ninja level. I love this one because it's like full awareness. It's like you're aware of yourself. You're able to focus on um, specific things, but also notice everything going on around you. This is like a big, big sensuality level. And then um, the next wave that comes from that is our creativity. And that's where we're looking at, you know, we're creating things in the world constantly. We're having an impact. And uh, we're not just having an impact, but we're, we're intentionally creating things and, and being responsible for it. And then the last wave is the divine. And that goes into our, back to that inspiration feeling, and that's that connection with all that is. So we go all the the thread goes all the way from ourself out into the divine and everything in between, and and that's a really fun one. <laughs> the divine, I think. Um, people, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, that's just some really awesome stuff. You have such great um, tidbits and and tools and techniques and wisdom. I'm just loving this conversation. Oh well, thanks. <laughs> all right, so we're gonna go to break, Tamara. But I know, I know you've, you got need a lot to, yeah. okay. you've got a lot more <laughs> good stuff you're going to share with me and our listeners. So when we come back, Tamara's going to talk about her best-selling book, Cultivating Radiance, Five Essential Elements for Holistic Self-Care. She's going to share with us some more tips so we can begin to turn our wattage up right now and live a life of beauty from the inside out. So hang on. We'll be right back with Tamara Gerlach. Have you ever lost a cat? And have you ever wanted to get your cat back after you lost it? Hi there, I'm Andrew Hoffman. I went on this website called inventnow.org. Then I decided to make an invention of my own. It's called the Lost Cat Magnet Invention. So you can get your cat back after you lost it. Just turn it on and lost cats stick to it. That's a good cat. If your cat was hiding up in a tree, it won't be up a tree anymore. It will be stuck to the lost cat magnet. And sometimes they fly toward you in the air. Just listen to one satisfied cat. See, that's proof. You should go to the inventnow.org website too. But just remember one thing. Don't do a lost cat magnet. Anything's possible. Keep thinking. Get started on your own inventions or just play some games at inventnow.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, the National Inventors Hall of Fame Foundation, and the Ad Council. 
How do you wake up the entire African-American community to the hidden issue of mental health problems? It showed up in my life through one of my best friends. And we've been friends for over 30 years. Share your story. If we would have known earlier, you know, we would have been more, much more supportive with her. Once I reached out to my sister, it got a little better. Once I told my mother, it got a little better. The more I talked about it, I felt it coming off. The healing is in me, and the healing in a journey can also be extended to others. It's our community and our mental health. Giving voice to what you're feeling is part of the healing. If you're strong enough to just open your mouth, that's all it takes. And the most revolutionary and healing thing that black people can do right now is to love one another. It's time to share ourselves. Healing starts with us. Search online for stories that heal. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, the Ad Council, and the Stay Strong Foundation. Play ball! Now pitching, Dave Black. Dave is about to catch his opponent off guard. Not with his nasty fastball. No, instead of a fastball, Dave will be hurling a tomato. And the pitch. Ooh. Using tomatoes as baseballs won't go over well with anyone. But if you're looking to hit the ball further and throw better, eating a healthy diet that includes fruits and vegetables is a home run. Packed with nutrients, they could help keep your body healthy and strong, giving you the energy you need to hit that grand slam. When you look at it this way, eating tomatoes is playing hardball against the competition. Run, throw, think, eat better. Can your food do that? Find out at smallstep.gov. That's smallstep.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. You're listening to Empower Radio. Now back to Journey to Center with Dr. Tammy Belashevsky. Hello, my friends. Thanks for spending some time with us on Empower Radio. We are hanging out with a, a wonderful, lovely lady. Just love this chick. Tamara Gerlach. She wrote a book called Cultivating Radiance, Five Essential Elements for Holistic Self-Care. So Tamara, I'm so happy to be hanging out with you here today. Thank you. I'm just so happy to be back with you too. Yes, you, you've been sharing some wonderful wisdom about living a more sensual life. And now I really want to delve into your book, Cultivating Radiance. I really perceive this book as being like a guide to live brighter, more brilliant lives. And, and I think it's just, it's um interactive. It's so empowering. It's so fun to just go through this and let it carry you along on its, its wave. So I want to know what motivated you to inspire and inspired you to write this book? How did this come into being? Well, um, I, like I talked about earlier in the show, I had my own sort of my disappearing light, you know, and I realized I wasn't the only one out there who was feeling that, that numbness, that, that feeling like um, like I had lost my own life. And, you know, I remembered when I was a kid how I was so excited about life. I had, you know, visions and dreams, and, and it just sort of, it turned down. And it's funny because I am one of those people, I've always been um, a high achiever, you know, like we talked about earlier, I'm a people pleaser. And I was always great grades, very successful. I was a national team coach for USA Gymnastics. So, you know, in the public and doing all that, and I could keep my mask up. 
I, I looked really good on the outside. You know, I could keep everything successful, business and kids and marriage and all that stuff. But on the inside, I was dying. And I got to the point, it was just before my 40th birthday. And like I said, earlier, I just, I couldn't take it. I just was like, I can't do this anymore. I needed to change. And so I had a moment of surrender. And in that moment of surrender, I was given grace and, and hope <laughs> and that I could get my light back. And mm-hmm. so um, the book is really part of my journey back to becoming fully alive. And I called it Cultivating Radiance. Because radiance isn't something you just, you know, like have and, you know, it's like, okay, I'm done now. I have radiance. You know, it's something that is constantly, you're nurturing it, you're taking care of it, you're expanding it and, and improving your radiance, developing yourself. It's, mm-hmm. it's constant. And you are on a radiant journey, that is for sure. It's been so much fun because I talked to you years ago and it feels like your wattage is just continuing to expand and up-level and an an increase. It's like your joy factor seems so bright to me right now. Oh, yeah. It just keeps getting better. (laughs) I love my life. (laughs) It's abundantly clear. That's why I like hanging out with you. It's why I like, you know, watching you on Facebook. That's why I like connecting with you because it's like, you know... uh, you want to hang out with people of like mind. You know, they say misery loves company. Well, I say joy loves company. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. We like, like attracts like. <laughs> it's so, it's so true. So I just love this quote in your book. Of course I would, because we're on journey to center today. Finding our center is essential to our self-care because this is what we align our thoughts, feelings, and actions with. Every day gives us opportunities to get off center. Sometimes we get away and we get overwhelmed and exhausted. So knowing our center can bring us back to a safe place. Love it. (laughs) Well, thank you. So do you have some thoughts about how, so maybe somebody's listening and they're like, well, I'm not really feeling all that centered right now. And, And I think most of us know what it feels like to be centered. I don't know. How would you describe it, Tamara? Yeah, well, centered, I think people do get it because everybody has been centered before. That's when you feel like you're on. That's when people would describe like, oh, man, I was so on. I, I was there. You know, and that's that uh, because I didn't call it balanced <laughs> because balance is so it's moving all the time. And so is centering. You know, it's like your center can change throughout your life. But um, but we have that there's that sturdiness, that solid foundation that we feel when we're centered. And um, I use the story of my uh, brother-in-law, Dave, he's a potter, and (laughs) he was teaching me how to throw pottery. And if your clay is not in the center of that wheel, (laughs) it's a disaster. (laughs) And that's kind of how our life is. You know, if we get, if we're kind of in the center, we can manage and we kind of move a little this, a little of that. But if we get too far off center, we just go flying and we make a big mess of things. So, um, you know, it's one of those things where I think when people have had that feeling, they can regain it. They can find it again. It's like losing your balance. You, you, you know, when you're off balance, um, because you know what it's like to not be off balance. <laughs> so um, what I do with people is really one of the, the easiest ways to regain your center is to just breathe, to really just get into your breath and find that. Because 
like when we get too scattered, our energy is going in too many different directions. It's like trying to herd cats, you know. Every, mm-hmm. You're trying to do too many things at once. But if you just slow down, if you can stand still or sit down and just breathe deeply way down into your belly and all the way through your ribs and all the way up even into your collarbones, just expand your whole abdomen. Your body kind of goes, oh, okay, I see what we're going to do now. We're just going to calm down and, and then, then it's much easier to find like, okay, what are my priorities? What is really important right now? I love that. I'm, I'm centering right now. Oh, good. <laughs> and it can be. It doesn't have to be that difficult. I think you're right. Just breathing with the intention of centering. I mean, I start all my counseling sessions like that and my radio shows. And when I start a painting or anything, it's like, a, let's just take a deep breath and center our awareness in our hearts. And that can just help you to relax into that space, help you to slow down and relax in the, into that eye of the storm, so to speak. Right. <laughs> yeah, and it helps you get present. And once you're present, then you can start to look at, you know, how connected am I right now? Do I need to reconnect with myself, the universe, my family, whatever it is? And that helps you. That's your center there. I, I like that. And something else you write about that, took me a long time to get that I need to give myself permission for this is taking mental break days. Oh, I love these. <laughs> yeah, so that is one of my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things that um, I sort of just, I don't know, fell upon it. I think, you know, I think I was inspired by, I do Vipassana meditation and to learn Vipassana, you don't just like learn it slowly. You're introduction to it is a 10-day silent meditation retreat. And um, that, was, that had a huge impact on me. But, um, but to just be able to kind of check out. And um, I encourage my clients and do them myself all the time. Um, it's just taking a chunk of your day and people who are really, really busy or think they're so important that they can't be gone for long, I'll have them, I'll challenge them for four to six hours. To just check out no telephone, no computers. And what I do, because I live on a ranch, and um, so what I'll do is just head out into the, uh, into the hills. And, you know, sometimes I'll bring my little baggie of snacks and um, some water and a journal, and I'll just go sit up there and meditate and journal and enjoy the sun and breathe and enjoy the birds and the wildflowers and and you can do it anywhere. It doesn't. You don't have to live on a ranch <laughs> to do this, but um, you can do it anywhere. Like you, if you have a lake nearby or even a stream, um, go to the place that helps you get your center back or something that inspires you. Maybe it's walking through uh, an art gallery, but I really usually encourage people to be silent. So if you can do it where you're not having to engage and have conversations and things like that, but to really just um, be quiet and with yourself. Give your head a break. Yeah, I, I did that after I finished my dissertation. I gave myself permission to have a, a pajama day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I, it was really hard, Tamara. It was like I, I promised myself I wasn't going to turn on the computer. God, that was so hard. <laughs> yeah, I know. Or check like your cultivating a new email. habit. Yeah. No yeah, checking the emails. No turning on the computer. Or... It's not... It's not, it seemed quite unnatural. 
but it was about finding that balance because I'm so used to just, you know, keeping it in overdrive, but that's not really probably the healthiest place for us to be. We need that balance. We need that, that, those breaks. Yeah. And it looks different for everyone. So it's really looking at, you know, what works for you, whether it's sitting out. I encourage nature if people like nature, but if people are afraid of nature, then I certainly, you know, (laughs) sit in your house. Um, But, you know, I have people maybe go take a spa day. Um, We have Mm -hmm. some in Northern California, we have um, some hot pools and places where there's actually one where you can wear a necklace and it's the beads of silence. That means that, um, you know, I don't want you to talk to me, <laughs> basically. Yeah, I'm in my but, bubble. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, so it's one of those things where you can do it however you want. Maybe it is sitting in your pajamas all day watching old movies and taking naps, or you know, maybe it's just um, doing scrapbooking that you enjoy. Anything that anything that is in your joy, that's your mental break day. And I encourage people to take them as often as possible. <laughs> I like that permission to take them. Mm-hmm frequently. Yes. Yes. (laughs) That's fantastic. So Tamara, I know you've got so much wisdom in your book, Cultivating Radiance, Five Essential Elements for Holistic Self-Care. What are some things you can share with us right now about what we can do to get our inner glow going? Oh, yeah. Well, um, like I said, with the, the breath, that is one of the things that I think, you know, once we can physically get connected with our body, we get a lot, we have access to a lot more. Like we talked about in the beginning of the show is, you know, having that sensual feeling like we are in our body, we are fully present. And that is, I think, one of the the first steps is to really just be there, (laughs) you know, not off somewhere else, not lost, um, but to really be able to feel into... um, who we are and really get to know ourselves. Um, and building on that is when we're getting to know ourselves is accepting who we mm-hmm. find when we look into our heart, when we look into who, we're, who we are and who we're becoming and, and really saying, yeah, that is me. And it, and it does keep getting better and I keep improving and I may not be perfect, but I'm me, and I'm awesome. <laughs> you know, it's, it's uh, being able to accept those, the quirky things about us. And like we talked about earlier, the sensitivities, it's like, yeah, that's my gift. I have a lot of gifts, man. When you really look at it, we are loaded with gifts. And sometimes we forget. So that, I think, builds on that when you're fully present, you can really appreciate who you are, and what you have to offer, because it's a lot. I I find it amazing when I ask people, you know, so what are you really good at? And I have had people tell me nothing. It's like, you're kidding me, really? (laughs) You're the only (laughs) one. (laughs) Yeah, but they they actually think that they're not good at anything. But all it takes is a, a few questions to find out that they're actually good at a million things. But their initial their mask is saying, no, I'm not good at anything. You know, don't look at me kind of thing. And, and to be able to be fully present, accept yourself and get that mask out of the way because that keeps you from giving your gifts. That keeps you from sharing your brilliance and your light with other people. So just 
as you get present, you'll be able to build and build and create more and expand more, and your light will just be so bright that it cannot be held back by any of those crappy old masks that we've been putting up for years. <laughs> They're not that effective. It's something you're saying you know, really brings to mind something for me. It, it's so easy to take ourselves for granted. Mm-hmm. It's so yeah. easy to kind of judge ourselves and take ourselves for granted. And I don't know about you, Tamara, but as I've done this work, I've relaxed. I feel a lot more comfortable in my own skin. And I feel like I found my authentic shape. And you can kind of tell when you look at people, whether they really are at home in their bodies and comfortable there or not. Right. And yeah, I think... And I- your book can help people if they're like, well, I don't think I really am that at home within myself. I think your book can really kind of support them and hold their hand and guide them to a place where they are able to relax into their own brilliance. Yeah, because it is one of those things where there have sometimes people have been through a lot of physical pain, you know, either illness or abuse, and um, our bodies hold that. You know, so to be able to get in there and, like you said, relax into your own skin, into your own shape, your 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 unis, <laughs> to be able to get into that, then that kind of opens up for the healing of the physical. Because I have met people who have had like chronic pain, and after doing this kind of work and opening up, the pain just goes away because it was mm-hmm. just emotional things that they were holding from like abuse. Right type things. And yes. so it, it doesn't always have to be that way. And if you feel uncomfortable in your body, that's a sure sign that you're holding some emotional pain somewhere. Yeah, you're bringing up a really good point. I'm glad you're touching on this because I think most of us have experienced the emotional woundings when we we're young, you know, things that have disappointed or disillusioned us, like maybe abandoned betrayal, whatever that might look like. And then I think things in our energy field move from the emotional body and eventually into the physical body if we don't mm, address it or bring compassion to it or allow it or process it. Yeah, yeah. And and little things can trigger it, you know, um, mm-hmm. like people like who Like frankincense. Build... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Or, or people who have, um, you know, old pain that they've been holding around abandonment or something. And something little will happen, like their cleaning lady will quit. And then they have this whole emotional down yes. spiral. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's not, it has nothing to do with your cleaning lady. It really has to do with, you know, doing your own something work. Something deeper. Yeah, I chipped a plate a while back and my husband got so upset. I mean, it was a $5 plate and there was a chip in it. It's like, what yeah. is that bringing up for you? Yeah. And he's like, wow, yeah, yeah it just it does seem a little out of proportion, doesn't it? <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. by asking him that question, he could go deeper and find his own answer. Instead of me getting defensive about it, I was able to just go, wait a minute, this seems out of proportion. So what's, what's going on? What's, what's, what are you feeling? What, what, because he didn't consciously even know. Right. But asking him the question helped him get in touch with it, you know? Yeah, about, and it's because you know, you're just, both aware. You know, that yeah. would have well, not most, happened. Most days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But even to ask him that question, and what I loved is his response. Oh, yeah. That wasn't the reaction. That, yeah, he's you know, usually good at taking responsibility. So something one of my teachers said, we're rarely upset for the reason we think we are. If we're really in a lot of emotion about something, there's usually a thread of energy, something that's 
you know, uh, leading back to an earlier time. And if we can heal those things, we unravel from the bottom up. Yes. We heal from the inside out. Yes. And one of the tools I like to use with people, because so many of us, I don't know if you've ever been guilty of this, but I was the, like one of the biggest self-abusers. Like I could beat mm-hmm. myself up so quickly and so well, I had it down to an art, you know, like how stupid I was and how, yes. you know, unworthy and it just went on and on. Uh, so what I do to help kind of combat that, <laughs> we have this whole like superpowers um, uh, session that we do where we just think about, like you said, all of those things that we take for granted, like, you know, all of our gifts and skills and talents and things that, you know, we just think, well, oh yeah, everybody can do that. It's like, no, they can't. No, it comes easy to you because it's a gift. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's, It's your gift and nobody has the same combination you have because you have your natural gifts, you have your learned skills, you've got your life experiences and no one has the same combination as you do. And so we create this huge list of all these things that we're fantastic at, you know, or things that we, uh, uh, virtues and strengths that we have. And then when a life quake comes up, that's what I call those little things like, you know, um, when, uh, okay, a little life quake would have been like when your cleaning lady quits and you think, oh no, what am I going to do? You know, and it causes this big thing. It's like, whoa, wait a minute. I've got all these resources and then sometimes there are bigger life quakes, like uh, the end of a relationship, the death in, in, of a friend or family member. Um, sometimes losing a job can be a big life quake. And, it, you know, these things can happen, but we keep going back to, okay, we've got these resources. We've got these things. Instead of going into that, oh, my gosh, my life is going right into the toilet. I'm going to be homeless. I'm going to be, you know, whatever it is. I'm going to be alone for the rest of my life. Awfulizing. Yes, I'm familiar. Yeah, yeah. So we never collude with that voice. (laughs) We always have solutions on the other side of it. And that's what helps people stay, you know, radiant, keep their light. When it, when it, sometimes it's easy to turn that light down, especially with death, because that's something that it can, is. It's a big life quake. <laughs> and it so it's one of those things where we have to really look at, okay, how far do we want to go into this? And grief is good. I mean, grief is something. Giving ourselves permission to grieve. Oh, my gosh. That has been one of the biggest lessons of my life. Giving mm-hmm. myself permission. You know, I had a pet goose that died uh, in January, and I grieved for like three days. I just laid in my bed, and my husband's like, are you going to ever stop? And I said, I'm not done yet. Yeah. But I just sat in compassion. Yeah, it was just because death, it is, it can shake us to the core, mm-hmm. you know, and have mm-hmm. compassion for ourselves through the process, not try to resist yeah. it or put it in the closet and shut the door. Is yeah. we let, it, let ourselves feel it. I think that's so yeah. wise, Tamara. We'll absolutely feel it and also know that it's going to pass and that we have all of these things that are going to help us heal. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that's what we forget sometimes. Like, I know when I'm in those places of feeling overwhelmed or or really grieving, I feel like I don't have any resources. I don't have anything left. And it's like, wait a minute. I actually do. I've got a whole treasure chest of tools that I can bring in, you know, and not necessarily tools to just make me feel better, but actual things that, that... are part of who I am, that I don't have to lose 
just because I'm sad or I don't have to lose because I've, you know, got overwhelmed. I can go back and go, oh, yeah, yeah, I have this too. And it helps You're me. You're bringing up another good point because I know I've been in that place and sometimes I need to ask for help. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a little confused. I'm in the I'm in the fog right now to be able to ask for support, mm-hmm. which that's been a learned skill for me as well. It's like I feel vulnerable. I feel a little lost. Yeah, I was always the woman that could do it all herself. Like yes. people didn't help me. I help other people, but me, I can give, but I can't no receive. Way. I wonder why my life is out exactly. of balance. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it kind of goes back to that breath thing again. It's like uh, you can't just breathe out. Yeah, you can't just exhale, can't just inhale. Yeah. So Tamara, what if somebody's listening and going, wow, I really love this woman. I love everything she's saying and I want to connect with her. How can they find you? How can they get your book? Well, uh, my website is TamaraGerlach.com and that's T-A-M-A-R-A-G-E-R-L-A-C-H.com. And um, I'm working on the site right now, so it's in a transition space, but um, they, you can get my book right there or on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, any of the um, Ingram bookstores. And um, I'm also on Facebook. That's a great way because I'm on Facebook often. So you can go to Tamara Gerlach and just friend me or go to my page and you can like it. And um, I put all my radio shows and anytime I'm speaking or doing workshops, I am actually doing a mental break day in Northern California. I'm not calling it that. I don't know what I'm going to call it yet, but it's going to be fabulous. <laughs> we're we're going to do um, some mindfulness work and some body work down at my house. And then we're going to head out into the hills and spend like three to four hours, you know, depending on who shows up, I'm going to kind of gauge, you know, how long we can be out there. But um and it's funny because I find when I ask people to go into silence, um, they're like, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. But then when I get them back and I say, okay, you know, you're, anytime you'd like to speak, you're welcome to. And they don't want to. They're like, oh, I like being silent so much. So it's going to be a fun day. And that's going to be on June 2nd in Northern California. And you can contact me about that. And, um, yeah, that's how you can best reach me. I love it. Well, there's there's a quote here that I love that you share a lot when you when you write emails and and it's in your book. As my outside ages, my intention has become stunningly beautiful on the inside. That's so powerful. What a wonderful intention. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, I mean it. <laughs> I hear you. I'm claiming it for myself. I'm gonna yeah. keep brightening up from the inside out. Something else you say that I just love. It makes me laugh so much. Developing our inner light is better than any cosmetic. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I wear Not a that lot I'm willing to give makeup. them up completely. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, I wear very little makeup. And it's funny, as I've gotten older, I'm wearing less and less because I feel more beautiful. I think when I was young and actually prettier, I didn't feel pretty. And I thought I needed that to make me something that I didn't feel. And now I just feel great. And I don't really need makeup. Uh, yeah, that's funny. I'm, I'm just, um, I'm a partner in a makeup company, but it is, it's very light. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it enhances yeah. our beauty, not covers it up. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I did the same thing, Tam. I would uh, wear makeup kind of as a mask. Yeah. More than yeah. to enhance, Please kind of to hide. So yeah. I, I think what you're saying is it makes a lot of sense. So to my lovely listeners, I'm so happy you were able to take some time and hang out with Tamara and myself. I, isn't she amazing? Just 
Love this woman. Find her on Facebook. Connect with us. Also, if you have any questions for me, any comments, you want to connect with me, go to my website, TammyBPhD.com. That's spelled with an I, T-A-M-M-I, BPhD.com. And of course, Facebook. And uh, you can download my guided meditation to help you kind of come back to center, remove any obstacles that, that you're um, struggling with in your lives, and uh, help you just uh, relax into your center so that you can manifest the life that you deserve and desire. So thank you for hanging out with us. God bless you. Love from our hearts to yours. Just keep turning that wattage up. You are a miracle. God bless you. Onward and upward. <laughs>